What are the top trends in background checks in 2010? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today with Les Rosen of Employment Screening Resources. Les, we've talked in the past, and you've actually done a webinar on the topic of background checks. It's a pleasure to catch up with you again. Uh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here talking to you again. Les, for people that are encountering you for the first time, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your workplace? Well, thank you. I'd be happy to. I'm actually a, a retired attorney, and I uh, entered the background screening business. It's been about uh, 10 years now, and founded Employment Screening Resources. Uh, we are um, uh, considered, in, in my view, a leading background firm in the United States and internationally. Uh, we published a book, the first comprehensive book on background checks called the Safe Hiring Manual, which is widely used through the screening industry and by employers as a, a source book for uh, background check. Uh, we have innovated uh, technology uh, in the background screening area, and our, our mission is to keep workplaces safe and profitable on behalf of both employers and the consumers, working with employers of all sizes, from startups to divisions of Fortune 500 companies across the United States. Well, Les, it's been over a year since we've talked, and uh, I guess we'd agree it was quite a year. Well, it really has been, and obviously we all realize that we're in the uh, most dramatic recession since the Great Depression. Obviously, there has been layoffs, there has been less hiring, and the impact on the background screening industry as a whole, of course, has been less hiring. We are an industry that responds to hiring. In some ways, the screening industry, in fact, is a leading indicator. We all know before anybody else uh, how, how the labor market's doing because we do the background checks when firms hire. And what we, of course, find uh, as a result of that is, number one, that the firms that are hiring, they're at least uh, doing replacement hiring or whatever hiring they are doing, uh, they tend to be even more selective and more careful because each hiring decision is important as economic implications. There's a lot of candidates to choose from. And we also see that firms are looking at ways to lower costs. Uh, one way, for example, is through use of technology by leveraging technology uh, to make the process much easier and faster. And in fact, uh, our firm, along with others, have pioneered uh, paperless systems where everything is done electronically. So they, that's the big, the big impact, but we am uh, happy to report that we are projecting uh, an increase in hiring and hope that goes well for the entire economy. Well, that's good news. Now, Les, one of the things we've seen, particularly in the banking industry, is a rise in insider crimes. And it makes me wonder, because organizations certainly are, I mean, they're attuned to this and they know that insider crimes are going up. Are they screening smarter as a result of this? We, we find that uh, they are. The, um, there, there's still the, um, in some organizations, particularly in the C-suite and the executive level, are, are, are still hiring on the uh, good old boy or good old girl network. Um, and we're finding that uh, because there's been some very high-profile cases of CEOs and CFOs and executives who have uh, just bluntly have uh, faked their resume or lied about their past or hidden things uh, has come as a shock to a number of organizations. So firms are, are now uh, taking that old adage in the 1980s of trust but verify. So we're seeing that there's a, a larger emphasis on screening. 
Um, we also know, and, and I think uh, HR or HR departments in the banking industry and, and other sets of industries have realized uh, the obvious that when you have an employee problem, quite often it is caused by a problem employee. So background screening is seen as a cost-effective preventative tool to keep the employee out, uh, the, the problem employee out in the first place, which hopefully eliminates the, the problem. So there, there's a greater recognition that in the environment, particularly in the banking and financial industries, that it's very important to keep out in the first place those people that may cause you issues. And that's not perfect, of course. Background screening uh, is is not a perfect science. Someone could could in fact have a great background and then turn out to steal later. So obviously there needs to be uh, controls and everything else that should be in place. Uh, but the background screening is certainly part of that. And we also see uh, in organizations that uh, have Sarbanes-Oxley responsibilities that are concerned with an environment of control that there's a general consensus that background checks is a critical function of Sarbanes-Oxley compliance, particularly when it comes to individuals that are involved in IT systems or, or financial reporting. Uh, so as a result of, of inside crime and, and, and fraud, uh, there is a greater emphasis on using background screening as a tool, uh, one of many tools, but it's pretty, pretty clearly the first line of defense to try and build a wall to keep the bad guys out. Now, that doesn't mean that uh, someone who passed won't get in later to damage, but at least uh, you get your biggest bang for your buck by not having the, uh, the bad apple there in the first place. Now, we started this conversation talking about the trends, and I know that you have a new top ten trends list out. What are the highlights of this top trends list? Yes, we do, and every year we, we look in our crystal ball and, and, and try to anticipate for uh, the, the screening industry and for our clients what to expect and what we're tracking in 2010. Uh, some of the things we're tracking uh, that will have impact on employers uh, are uh, that I'll mention are the issue of credit reports, the use of social networking sites, and international background checks. Uh, a lot of organizations use credit reports. It's important to... Uh, to, to, to note that uh, there's a lot of opposition to the use of credit reports. In fact, California, as an example, for the second year in a row, passed a law that would have severely restricted uh, the use of credit reports as a screening tool. It was uh, vetoed by the governor. We expect that bill to be back next year. Uh, Hawaii has uh, joined the state of Washington as the two states that do have laws in the books. Uh, other states are considering such laws. And, and the argument about credit reports is that they're used unfairly. In fact, in October of this year, the EEOC, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, has filed a, a fairly high-profile case against a national employer, not in the financial sector, but in a different sector, uh, based on discrimination by using credit reports. So that's a big issue. Keeping in mind, of course, that a credit report for employment does not contain a credit score. It does have a credit history. So the argument is that it has a what, what, what lawyers call a disparate impact. It has the effect of being discriminatory. Um, so that's going to be a hot issue. The other hot issue is social networking sites. A lot of employers now and hiring managers uh, routinely will uh, uh, take a look at someone on their favorite search engine or take a look at Facebook or, or MySpace and uh, try to find out more about a person. Um, and, and we expect to see litigation in the next couple of years. 
using those type of sites without having a well thought out policy and procedure in place and understanding the dangers uh, can really land an organization in hot water. And uh, there's issues of discrimination if, re if the hiring manager looks at the site and finds that a person is a member of a protected class and the person is not hired, exposes the organization to a failure to hire lawsuit. And there's still issues as to invasion of privacy. There's just, uh, just because something's on the uh, net does not necessarily mean that uh, a person does not have a reasonable expectation of privacy, particularly if it's a social network site uh, meant for social purposes. Those are all issues that will need to get sorted out. Good risk management would indicate uh, that organizations need to think this through uh, before hiring managers willy-nilly start looking at applicants on the internet, um, because that that's going to be another that's a hot area. And another area that we've identified uh, out of the can are international background checks. I think that's a particular interest of the financial industry because uh, hiring does tend to cross borders, and uh, there's a, a been a perception that international background checks were too difficult or not possible and more and more resources and availability are coming online every day uh, that do facilitate international checks. Obviously, it's complicated. There's 191 other members of the United Nations, so it's 191 countries to contend with, uh, but it's still something that is available for organizations to, uh, to utilize. So those are, are, are three of the trends that, uh, that, uh, you, you may, that your listeners may want to be aware of. Les, what jumps out of you is of particular interest to information security leaders, regardless of what industry they might be in? Well, for security leaders, uh, one of the trends we identify has to do with privacy and data protection. And uh, our, our view on that is it now goes beyond what we all think of in terms of firewalls and encryption and, and network vulnerabilities and so forth. We are seeing that there is a potential issue with the physical location of the data in two ways. Uh, some background firms will take uh, the data uh, and actually send it offshore. India and the Philippines are two areas that are often used so that uh, personal identifiable information, PII, uh, is sent offshore beyond the protection of U.S. privacy laws. And that's a concern. There was a high-profile story in 2009, where the BBC, the British Broadcasting Corporation, uh, was able to buy identities very cheaply from an Indian call center. Not, not to say that those type of breaches couldn't occur here in the U.S., but at least in the U.S., uh, there are recourses and resources, and there are a number of privacy laws. Once you go out of the United States, uh, it's the Wild West in terms of privacy. So we're, we're seeing that uh, employers and security professionals uh, need and will start asking questions, where is my data going? If you're sending it offshore, let's talk about that. Uh, another danger point in terms of privacy and data protection are some firms will send information to home operators. Now, people need a chance to work at home, and if a home operator is taking credit cards and so forth, that's, that's a milder risk. But in terms of background screening, uh, do we really want people's social security numbers and date of birth spread across dorm rooms and kitchen tables across America in, in an environment where there's really no control? So that's one area where I think security professionals need to be very concerned as to where physically their data is going. And, and uh, there are, frankly, some firms that send it to places that I'm not sure a security professional would be comfortable with. Um, another issue that uh, might be of concern to information security leaders 
in terms of their actual background. Screening program is the quality of the background firm, and I'm pleased to say that the uh, National Trade Organization for the Screening Industry, the National Association of Professional Background Screeners, uh, is finally introducing an accreditation process that hopefully will be rolled out this year. I had the privilege of being the chairperson of the steering committee that founded the national organization and served as its first chair. Uh, it's now clearly the voice of the entire screening industry. And of course, no one would, you know, we strongly suggest that obviously no employer use a background firm that's not a member. But with the accreditation process, it finally gives a chance uh, for a security information professional uh, when they are looking to outsource this service uh, to have a measure of the quality of the firm and whether or not the background vendor, background service provider, uh, is meeting the uh, standards of the accreditation. So those are, are, are two issues that uh, security professionals may want to, may want to be following uh, in 2010. For organizations that are looking to screen smarter this year, what do you find to be their biggest challenges? Well, there's a couple challenges. One of them is uh, brought on by the recession. We're seeing that uh, education fraud uh, remains to be a problem, and uh, firms need to be very concerned uh, that education uh, credentials that are claimed are correct. First of all, if it's a school that, the, that you're familiar with, did the person actually go there? And if it's a school you're not familiar with, is it a real school? Is it a diploma mill? Uh, and, and that's gotten very sophisticated. Diploma mills now have created fake accreditation agencies that will give fake accreditations to the fake diploma mills and even provide uh, 900 numbers where somebody sitting in some secretarial office will verify that you went to this fake school. Uh, we're even seeing a, a new website uh, that uh, will provide a fake reference. Uh, you can create your own past employment history and this company will verify that it's you. So. There are dangers out there brought on perhaps by the recession and people really looking for jobs. So that's a challenge that uh, to, to in, in this environment to make sure that you really know um, who you're hiring. Uh, another challenge for organizations looking at screening smarter is the process involved. And um, one of the things that uh, we're seeing and we're predicting for 2010 is really the, the end of paper and the end of faxes that there are now systems, our, our firm has pioneered one, other firms have them as well, where the, the whole process can be done in a, in a completely paperless fashion uh, all online and it also at the same time uh, can protect employers from uh, dispensing the social security number or obtaining the social security number or date of birth too soon in the process. There's a lot of uh, protections there. Uh, and the final challenge is just to make sure that that uh, whatever screening that uh, you are doing, uh, that you audit it. And, and, and we, we talk about audit, audit, audit. Uh, one of the uh, books I also wrote is called The Safe Hiring Audit, which is a 25-point uh, audit of your current hiring practices. So uh, basically what we do find is that a lot of the most effective hiring processes occur in-house, having to do with the application process, the interview process, and the process of contacting past employers. So organizations can screen smarter by looking at their entire hiring process. Uh, just doing a background check all by itself is probably not due diligence. It has to be done in conjunction with the entire hiring process, and we know from years of experience 
that firms that have a well thought out and smart hiring process are very unlikely to send us a candidate where we find anything derogatory, inconsistent, or negative. Uh, firms that are a little looser in that department uh, tend to have more people get through the system where we then have to come back and tell them that there's a fake education or fake employment or a criminal record that wasn't disclosed. So hiring uh, and screening smarter really means hiring smarter, which really means really thinking through the entire hiring process, uh, starting with the time that the job is posted. If you could boil it down, Les, what advice would you give to organizations that really want to improve their screening processes? Well, again, we it's similar to real estate uh, instead of location. It's now audit, audit, audit. So we'd recommend a couple things. Number one, uh, it's just a good a good practice to audit your current uh, screening solution every year anyway. Uh, there are we've developed, for example, a number of questions that you can uh, put to your current provider just to make sure that it's cutting edge, that it's best practices, that privacy and security is being protected, uh, that they know what they're doing, that they're keeping up with the law. There's a, a number of those. So it's, it's auditing your, your current practices in terms of your screening vendor. Uh, as I mentioned, auditing your hiring practices um, and also really uh, making sure uh, for 2010 that you're using the, the best technology uh, that uh, gives you the most protection, and frankly, taking a look at those risk factors uh, that could result in uh, litigation. And the risk factors are such things as the overuse of credit reports and looking at social network sites. So basically, this is probably a good opportunity before the recovery hits and everyone is so busy hiring to uh, audit and, and take a look at uh, the risk factors in your current process so when the economy turns and uh, everyone's involved in the hiring process, so you have a good process going forward in 2010. That's great advice. Les, one last question for you. For people that want to see your top trend, tr 10 trends list, where can they find that? Well, that is uh, coming out at our website. Uh, take a look at our blog. and It's at our website at www.esrcheck, the ESR for Employment Screening Resources, and the word check.com. And that will be out uh, next week. And in fact, uh, we have been releasing uh, the, the trends uh, one at a time over the past couple of weeks, and we've been blogging about those. Uh, the final trends will come out this week, uh, along with an overall list. And we certainly hope that the uh, trends are, are are helpful to your readers in terms of focusing on on, on taking a look at these issues and thinking it through and uh, responding if they think they need to. Excellent. Les, it's a pleasure catching up with you again. Thanks so much for your time and your insight. It's always a pleasure working with you. We've been talking with Les Rosen with Employment Screening Resources. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.